Good morning. Can you hear me? No, I'm not on. They must not have me on back there. Am I turned on back there, Eli? Hello? Yeah, there we are. Well, good morning. It's good to see each one of you here this morning. I pray that God has blessed you as you were in Sunday school and Bible studies. Once again, I will, I said I would make this announcement only twice. We're, uh, we're not going to go through and read the bulletin to you on Sunday morning. So I encourage you, take your bulletin, read all the announcements that's in it. We're not going to have any 10, 20-minute announcements made in the, during worship service. We're here to worship God. If you have an announcement that you need made, that you want made, get it to Sam before Wednesday. She'll get it in the bulletin, and she'll also get it to Eli, and he will put it up on the screens where they'll roll before service starts, okay? That will give us more time in worship and praising God for sure. I, uh, I want to say thank you for each and every one that has helped us and, and ministered to our families and to the Curry family. Thank you so very much. Dwayne asked me to share that with you, that his family appreciates your prayers, your ministry unto their entire family. And as they, uh, in the loss of, of Joan. Also, to all the family ministry team leaders, your Christmas cards are out there on the table with your name on them for, for those in your families that did not pick them up so you can get them to them. So if you would take care of that, we would appreciate it very much and get that taken care of. We praise God that you're here for our guest. Sitting in front of right in the pew in front of you, there's a little slip of paper. Please fill that out for us so that we have a record of you being here. And we praise God that all of our guests are here, our members are here. And folks, we're here for the purpose, the sole purpose of worship and praising God and giving the glory unto Him. So at this time, I'm going to ask you to stand with me and let's just start our worship in prayer. Lord God, we thank you and we praise your name. That you minister under every heart, into every need, into every life. Father, you know the situations. You know what needs to happen. You know those that need to get on their face before you. Those that need to just say thank you. So, Lord God, this morning, we take this time to lift our hearts, our souls, our minds unto you and say, Lord God, have your way in your will within our lives. And we praise you, we love you, and we thank you. And it's in Jesus' precious and holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. Brother Harold. Good morning. You know, maybe soon and very soon, we are going to see the Lord. Let's sing that. Let's sing that this morning. Soon and very soon, we are going to see the King. Soon and very soon, we are going to see the King. Soon and very soon, we are going to see the King. Hallelujah, hallelujah, we're going to see the King. No more dying there, we are going to see the King. No more dying there, we are going to see the King. No more dying there, we are going to see the King. Hallelujah, hallelujah, we're going to see the King. 
No more crying there, we are going to see the King. No more crying there, we are going to see the King. No more crying there, we are going to see the King. Hallelujah, hallelujah, we're going to see the King. Amen, you may be seated. 198 in our hymn books. At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, every tongue confess, King, glory now. At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, every tongue confess him, King of glory now. Tis the Father's pleasure, we shall call him Lord, who from the beginning was the mighty word, humbled for a season to receive a name from the lips of sinners. Unto him he came. Faithful he bore it, spotless to the last. Brought it back victorious, from the death he passed. In your hearts enthrone him, there let him subdue. All that is not holy, all that is not true. Crown him as your captain, him temptations are. Let his will unfold you, then lights it in part. Watch for this Lord Jesus, shall return again with his father's glory o'er the earth to reign for the day is coming every knee shall bow let our hearts confess him king of glory now, King of glory now. You know, in Revelations 21, 4, I like this verse. And God shall wipe away all our tears from each and every eye. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. Neither shall be no pain. Thank God, no more pain for the former things or passed away. What a day that will be. And there is coming a day. Why don't we stand, please? Let's sing this. There is coming a day when no heartache shall come, no more clouds in the sky, no more tears to dim the eye. All is peace forevermore on that happy golden shore. What a day, glorious day that will be. What a day that will be when my Jesus I shall see. When he tilt upon his face, the one who saved me by his grace. When he takes me by the hand and leads me to the promised land. What a day, glorious day that will be. There'll be no sorrow there. No more burdens to bear, no 
more sickness nor pain, no more parting over there, and forever I will be with the one who died for me. What a day, glorious day that will be. What a day that will be when my Jesus I shall see and I look upon his face, the one who saved me by his grace. When he takes me by the hand and leads me to the promised land, what a day glorious day that will be oh the king is coming the king is coming i just heard the trumpet sounding and now his face i see oh the king is coming the King is coming, praise God, He's coming for me. Let's sing that again while the ushers come forward. Ushers come forward. Oh, the King is coming, the King is coming. I just heard the trumpet sounding, and now his face I see. Oh, the King is coming, the King is coming. Praise God, He's coming for me. Praise God, He's coming for me. invite you to join with us as we give unto the Lord his tithes and our love offerings. Shall we pray? Lord God, we do praise you. We love you so very much. Thank you for blessing us beyond anything we can even imagine. Now receive unto yourselves these tithes and offerings. Bless them. Use them to further your kingdom, Father. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.
Okay, kiddos. As the kiddos are uh, slipping out, I would like to uh, bring your attention to the Lottie Moon Christmas offering poster over there. Our goal was 6000 We went to 7036 and 18 cents. Thank you, my brother. That's a great song. Thank you. If we don't all talk to God, we ought to, for sure. There are times in our lives that, at least in my life, that I wonder if God actually hears me when I try to talk to him, and I have come to the conclusion that it's not that God's not listening, it's that I'm not talking in the right manner to God, or about the right subject, or my heart is not where it ought to be when I'm trying to talk to God. It's never God's fault. It's always mine. This morning, I want us to look at a passage of Scripture where David was praying to God. I think if there's anything that we as born-again believers, as Christians, as God's family needs to be doing, is talking to God. I'd like for you to turn with me to Psalms chapter 86. Psalms chapter 86. We're going to sprint through the first 17 verses. So I ask you to listen closely to what God has to say to you as we look at the Word of God. Psalms 86, starting in verse 1, and it says, Bow down your ear, O Lord, hear me, for I am poor and needy. Preserve my life, for I am holy. You are my God. Save your servant who trusts in you. Be merciful to me, O Lord, for I cried to you all the day long. Rejoice the soul of thy servant, for to you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. For you, Lord, are good and ready to forgive and abundant in mercy to all those that call upon you. Give it, O Lord, to my prayer. And attend to the voice of my supplication. In the days of my trouble, I will call upon you, for you will answer me. Among the gods there is none like you, O Lord, nor are there any works like your works. All nations whom you have made shall come and worship before you, O Lord, and shall glorify your name, for you are great and do wondrous things. You alone are God. Teach me your ways, O Lord. I will walk in your truth. Unite my heart to your fears, your name. I will praise you, O Lord, my God, with all my heart. I will glorify your name forever. For great is your mercy toward me. And you have delivered my soul from the depths of Shiloh. O God. Proud have raised up against me. The mob of violent men sought my life. And have not set before, have not set you before them. But you, O Lord, are a God full of compassion and grace. Long suffering and abundant in mercy and truth. O turn to me and have mercy on me. Give your strength to your servant and save the son of your handmaiden. Show me a sign of good that those who hate me may see it and be ashamed because you, Lord, have helped me and comforted me. Lord God, I thank you and I praise your name for your word. I thank you, Father, that we can come before you 
we can humble our hearts, we can bow our knees, and we can cry out unto you as being our God, and you always hear us. Now, Father, as we look at the word just these next few moments, I pray that you will speak to each and every heart in the manner in which they need to hear from you. And we give you praise for it. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. Psalms 86. David crying out to the true God. He acknowledges in these verses that there are many gods, but there's only one true God. And it's to my sad thought that today there are many gods that are worshipped in our world today. And I'm not talking about just graven images. I'm not talking about spiritualist things of, in some parts of the world. I'm talking about right here in the United States of America, right here in Rogers, Arkansas, that there are many gods that are set before God Almighty. You say, no, that, that can't be. Yes, that is so. If that were not so, this building would be busting at the seams. If we would stop and put God first, if we wouldn't put our own desires, our own wants, if we wouldn't put self at the top of the list and put God there, this building, you'd have to get reservations to sit down. Not only this building, but every church in town that preaches the gospel would be full. But because there are so many self-made gods, so many gods that we have placed before God Almighty, the creator of all things, the master, the one that can touch and change a life, the one that desires to hear a word from you, and David prays to God and he says, Lord God, give me your attention. Give me your attention. Listen, bow down your ear, O Lord. Hear me. God, hear what I have to say. You know, I, I really, with all there is in my heart, that I don't have to ask God to hear. God, God's attention is right on his children. God is listening. His ears are treat to hear what his children are asking and crying out. David says, oh God, acknowledging that there is a true God, acknowledging that, that God the Father is his God, and he says, God, I request your attention. I have something I want to bring before you. <coughs> Sometimes, pardon me, <clears throat> Sometimes we kind of come before God in a lackadaisical attitude. We get so caught up in ourselves and in our, our studies and saying, well, I've been a Christian all my life and I've been in church so many times and I've heard this sermon and I've heard that sermon and I've heard this and, and on and on we go and consequently we kind of just slide in talking to God. But here we find David saying, Oh God, hear me. For I am poor and needy. Preserve my life, for I am holy. You are my God. I am holy. Why? Because God is his God. Folks, there's nothing holy about me except God that lives within me. Through the power of God, the Holy Spirit, I don't care how good you are. I don't care how long you've been a Christian. I don't care how much you know about the Bible, how many verses you can quote. There is nothing holy about you except God the Holy Spirit that resides in your heart as a born-again believer. And David says, oh God, oh God, I am a godly man. There in verse 2, God, I am a holy man. I am a man 
that serves you. I am a man that wants to be a part of what you have going on. And then in verse 4, look closely. He says, rejoice the soul of your servants. Oh God, for to you, O oh Lord, I lift up my soul. For you, Lord, are good and ready to forgive. And the abundance of mercy to all those who call upon you. God, I know that you're ready to minister unto me. You see, God's ministry doesn't depend upon God's attitude. God's ministry and our depend upon our attitude. How God deals with us and ministers to us is no different than the way He's going to minister to any of His children except due to our own personal attitude. And David says unto him, For I cry to you all day long. Lord God, minister. It says rejoice. Lord God, make yourself present and aware within my heart, within my soul. Otherwise, Lord God, don't let me get caught up in the world. Let me be caught up in what God the Holy Spirit is leading me to do. I saw you, so many folks that come through the office that call and visit and everything, that are caught up in the things of the world. Brother Mac, what do we do about this? How do we handle this? What do we do? And, you, you know, you, you almost want to say, it's the same answer. It's the same answer. I don't care if it's family problems, financial problems, spiritual problems, work problems. It's the same answer. Turn to God. Let God the Holy Spirit fill your heart, re bring rejoicing into your, into your being. And in verse 4, as he says, Rejoice the soul of your servant, for you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. I am giving you my life, God. I don't want it anymore. I don't want to be in charge of it anymore. I don't want to be the one that, that has to make all the decisions. I want to give it to you, God. I want decisions. Have you ever thought about that each and every day of your decisions you make? The first one you made this morning was to wake up, get up, Wash your face, comb your hair, brush your teeth, whatever. You made all those decisions. You made a decision to, to get dressed. You know, I went into my, my closet this morning and I looked and I said, okay, now what time will go with this coat and what so forth and so on. I made all those decisions. I hope they were good. But I made all those decisions. I walked into the, live, into the kitchen through all the mess. And I walked into the kitchen and I said, let's see, what kind of coffee do I want today? Do I want this one or this one or this one? Well, I want this one. I put it in the coffee machine. I made that decision. But there's one decision that I didn't have to make. I didn't have to say, Miss Cherry, are we going to go to church today or not? I didn't have to say, Miss Cherry, are you going to teach your Sunday school class this morning? I didn't have to say, Lord God, do you really want me to preach today? Those decisions that had already been made through God the Holy Spirit within our lives on an everyday, moment-by-moment -moment basis. We make all kinds of, but those decisions are made by serving God. And David says, look, give an and attend to the voice of my supplication. In the day of my trouble, I will call upon you, or you.
for you will answer. I'm not going to run out here and talk to this one, that one, or something else. But I'm going to call upon your name, God. Do you take the time? Do you take the time to bow your knees, to humble your spirit, to say, Lord God, I know I can't, but I know you can, so I am presenting this to you 100%. We have a tendency so often to give God a little bit. Now, I'm not talking about tithes and offering. I'm talking about your life. We have a tendency, okay, God, I'll give you this little bit, but I'm going to hang on to this. David says, oh, God. Oh, God, hear me, because I know you'll answer me. I know that you'll answer me when I cry out. I know that you will give me a peace in my heart and in my soul. You have promised a peace that passes all understanding. You have promised that you will minister unto my needs. If I will but cry out and say, Lord God, have your way in my life. David goes on. And he says, among the gods... There is none like you. But he says there's none like you. There's none like you, God. A testimony of the uniqueness of God the Father. Are we a walking, living testimony of what God wants to do in our world and in our lives? Or do the people look at us and say, I don't see much different in him than I do in anybody else. David says, oh God, you're different. Oh God, you minister to the part that nothing else can. Oh God, you can give me a peace when nothing else can give me peace. Oh God, he says, nor are there any works like your works. All nations who you have made shall come and worship before you, O God, and shall glorify your name. We know that when it's all said and done, every knee shall bow. Every tongue's going to confess. Folks, whether you want to or don't want to, whether you like it or don't like it, it's going to happen. Verse 8, he says, the time, the contrast between the heathen gods and God the Father. The gods that man made, the gods that are carved out of, out of wooden images and golden and silver and so forth, and even those that we buy, we purchase, the things we involve our lives in. And then he says, they're all nations. I love this part. You know, I, I've had the privilege of, of going to lots of places in this world, meeting a lot of different people of a lot of different cultures. But the one thing that I have found, that once they realize, once they know that there is a God, they desire to worship Him. Once they hear God, I realize you made all the nations. You created it all, and they shall all worship you. And then in, there, in verse 11, he tells us the unity of the heart with God. Look at verse 11 with me. Teach me your way, O Lord. Now, God, I've been talking to you. I've been praying. I've been asking you to bless I, I've been acknowledging who you are. I've asked you to listen to me. But here in verse 11, he says, teach me. Teach me. Lord God, teach me your way. 
not the way of the church, not the way of the denomination, not the way of a preacher, but Lord God, teach me your way. I will walk in your truth. How often have you heard, how often have you heard me say that there's a whole lot of back patting and scratching behind the ears by preachers now rather than preaching the truth? And here David says, Lord God, teach me your truth. I may not like it. It may hurt. But when it's all said and done, I'm going to be better off for it. When it's all said and done, I'm going to teaching. I'm going to walk with you. To fear your name. Oh God, teach me not to fear I'm afraid but to fear in respect of you, O Lord. Am I afraid of God? No, not a bit. I'm not a bit afraid of Him. Do I respect Him beyond any words that I can even start to imagine? Tremendous respect for God Almighty. Tremendous respect for the Creator of all things. Tremendous respect for the one that has everything in the palm of his hand, tremendous respect that has planned out all eternity. He says, Lord God, teach me your truth. Teach me. David praying to God the Father, Oh God, teach me. Teach me your truth. We look, verses... 14 through 17 is a plea, a plea from David, and he says, Oh God, the proud have and a mob of violent men have sought my life and have not set you before them. But you, O oh Lord, are a God of full compassion and graciousness. Oh, God, look after me. Take care of me. Make an intercession for me. Get between me and those that would hurt your servant, that would put down your servant. Lord God, deliver me from those things that the devil would throw before me. I've always said, sometimes tongue-in-cheek, whenever the, the sound does like it did this morning or even as it does with, with uh, Eli and them back there, I always say, well, you know, the devil would rather cause trouble through sound than anything else. David is saying, look, God, I'm asking you, I'm crying out to you from the bottom of my heart, intercede between me and that that the devil would put there. Anything, regardless of what it is, deliver me from that which the world, the devil, desires to put me down with, even to take my life. I can say I have never felt like my life was threatened because of preaching the word. I've spent a little time in jail a few times, but not long. But I never felt like my life was threatened as such. And here we find David saying, God, there are those that want to hurt me. There are those that want to, that are violent men. In verse 15 he says, But you, O Lord, are a God of full compassion and grace, long-suffering and abundant in mercy and in truth. There's anyone that desires you to have a great life, it's God. How do you know? Well, God cared so much for you and I 
that he gave his only son. That's how much he wants you to have a good life. That's how much he wants you to have an abundant life. That he gave his son. That through him, we might have our sins forgiven. Through him, we can come before God and acknowledge God as for who God truly is. And he's long-suffering and he, he has an abundant mercy and truth for all. In verse 16, it says, Oh, turn to me. Have mercy. Have mercy on me. Have you cried out to God lately? Have you cried out to God lately from the standpoint of God, I can't, but I know you can. Have you cried out to God lately and said, Oh Lord, God have mercy on this, your servant. Lord God, the world would destroy your love and your mercy and your compassion will undergird. David cries out and says, Oh, turn to me. Have mercy on me. And then he says, God, give me your strength. I can see David in all of his humility and all of his humbleness saying, But God, through it all, Strengthen me. Give me your strength, God, under your servant. And save the son of your handmaiden. Show me a sign. God, show me a good sign, a sign of good, that those who hate me may see. He says, God, don't show me that sign just so I can. But I want everybody around that don't like me, that hates me, that's trying to destroy me, I want them to see your presence in my life. Now, he's not asking for a miracle. He's not asking God to part the Red Sea. He's saying, God, make yourself so present in my life that all those around me, all those that want to destroy me, all those that want to take my life can see you in me. Folks, that should be our prayer every day. That the whole world can see Jesus in us. In the latter part of verse 17. Because you, Lord, no credit given anywhere else. Now listen. Because you Lord, have helped me and comforted me. No credit given anywhere else. No credit given to the priest. No credit given to the preacher, the church, or anything. The credit is God's. David said, oh God, I acknowledge. I acknowledge it's you that's done it. This morning, brothers and sisters, friends and relatives, listen to me. It's not the church. It's not the denomination. It's not the preaching. It's not the preacher. It's God. It's God that can make the difference. It's God that will make the difference. But are you willing today, even as David did, God, give me your ear. God, listen to me. And I've cried out to you. Oh, God, make the difference in my life so that those around me can see you. I know what God can do in my life. I've experienced it for many a year. But I want God to do in my life so that you can see 
so that others that do not know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior can see what God is doing. You see, many of you did not know me before I surrendered to the ministry. Now, don't you ever get with Miss Cherry and ask her. Because, folks, let me tell you, just as the Word says, when you turn it over to God, all old things become as new, and your life changes. And you acknowledge just what David acknowledged. God, you are the creator of all. God, it's your strength that carries us through. And God, I want your presence to be assigned through me to a world that's dying and going to hell. That should be all of our prayers. Every one of us should be praying that. We all need to talk to God. Father, I thank you and I praise your name for allowing us the privilege to share your word. I thank you, Lord God, that you will minister to every heart. You know the needs of every heart that's here. You know exactly the hurts, the shortcomings. Lord God, you know those that need to, need to accept you as Lord and Savior. And I would pray today would be the day that they would acknowledge you as Savior. Lord, there may be those here that need to join this church, need to become active, need to be plugged in. Father, if that's so, let it be done. Lead them through the power of the Holy Spirit to be obedient to you. And then, Father, I would pray for every born-again believer within this room listening on the net, whatever, to humble their hearts before you right now and acknowledge that you're Lord of Lords, King of Kings, the true God. And we thank you for that. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. Would you stand with us? Brother Harold? Prayer altars are right here. You come on. Come to the Lord. Just do what God laid on your heart right now.
We'll be back tonight, 6 o'clock. But before we go this morning, Brother Thomas will be leaving tomorrow. He'll be going to Israel. And I'm going to ask you, as his church family, to pray for him as he travels. And remember Tosh and the boys in his absence. And that God will open his heart and his eyes to the phenomenal things that he will witness in Israel. And then he'll come home. And it'll just be bubbling out of him and it'll just overflow on all of us. This great opportunity that he has. Brother Jay Frank, would you pray for him and his family in his absence? Amen. When's that supposed to happen? about what you yes, do. So yes, that's good. I, I appreciate that. Thank you, thank you. Good, good. How are you today? You all right? Good. 